Baylor football has one glaring, and I mean glaring hole to fill this offseason, and that's a quarterback. Not just because Blake Shapin wasn't great, but because he's the only quarterback. This is Locked On Baylor. You are Locked On Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Baylor. I'm Drake Toll, alongside Jackson Posey. Both of us work for Sports Illustrated's Inside the Bears. Jackson, one of our newest members at the outlet. Thank you for making Locked On Baylor your first listen every single day. Again, I hope everybody had a great holiday for the new year, um, which is new year, not new years. I learned recently, Jackson, in case you were curious. And a Merry Christmas and all of that stuff, too. I could have had a merrier Christmas, Jackson, because my Christmas and every holiday is typically... Um, indicative of how Baylor athletics is, is doing. And right now, um, that's could, it could be better, but here today's show is complete optimism. Yesterday, I jumped all over the basketball team. Today, we talk about the future of the football program with transfer portal quarterbacks. I know you have a short list you've built, you've studied these guys. And I want to start here. There's no doubt Baylor needs a portal quarterback period. Yeah, absolutely. Blake Shapin, only quarterback on the roster right now. And regardless of whether you think he's going to revert back to his early season form before that injury in the West Virginia game, you can't go into a season with just him and walk-ons on the roster. Uh, the Austin Novosad decommitment obviously was a big blow for the depth of this team. And so whether you want somebody to take the starting job, just compete with Blake Shapin, sit on the bench and watch, like this it's a must to get a quarterback at this point for Baylor. And I think there are really three or four guys out there who – look like good targets for the bears, but yeah. none, none of them really are definite yeses. You know, I have looked through all of the quarterbacks this is from Hudson cards, your Devin Leary's and DJ. Yeah, that guy. I, I, everyone that hits the portal. It's like, all right, this is the one here you go. And almost without fail, these guys are going to schools that I don't consider to be as big of a brand as Baylor. Um, which makes me a little upset that Baylor's not jumped on some of the bigger names in the portal so far, but there are still guys out there. When you build your number one, or at least the target you think Baylor is going after the most, who jumps out to you right now? Yeah, so I think the main thing that Baylor needs to be looking for at this point is someone who can bring consistency to the position over a span of time. So you can get someone like a Brennan Armstrong at Virginia, who I'm sure mm -hmm. we'll talk about later, but he's only going to be there for one year. If he comes in and Blake shape and leaves, you're right back to square one next year and you have nobody left on the roster. Yeah. Right. And so I think the main thing you're looking for is, okay, who can run this offense for a span of multiple years to be sort of a bridge, right? Regardless of how good they are, right. Be sort of a bridge to the next generation of Baylor quarterbacks where you can really build out that depth chart beneath them. Um, and with Jeff Grimes at the helm, right. You want someone with that dual threat ability. And so right now, I think the two guys that would be at the top of my list are Chandler Rogers from Louisiana Monroe and Malik Hornsby out of Arkansas. And uh, I know you have very strong feelings about one of those guys, but those, I those would be the top of my list. Uh, right now, I have looked at, of all of the quarterbacks available, the most, um, Malik Hornsby. That's because he plays for Arkansas. And as a lot of listeners know, I grew up there and watched the Hogs when I can. And I Malik Hornsby is the greatest quarterback in the country who is actually a wide receiver if if you want somebody who can sling the football or is a consistent passer or can do 
game-changing things with their arm, please look away. Very quickly and aggressively look away from Malik Hornsby. He is maybe the most electric running quarterback that's in the portal, and I you can make that case because he runs like a 4-3-9. He has such impeccable speed, but his arm, you, you could never trust two-minute drill when you need somebody to go deep, throw a ball 30 yards. I don't think Malik Hornsby is that guy. You get kind of the inverse of Blake Shapin. Shapin not very good with his legs, known for his arm. Hornsby, really, really good with his legs, but there is not an arm there. Yeah, there's one play, uh, I believe it was against Mississippi State. They're down there in the red zone, play action pass. He rolls out to the right and just has a nice, you know, nice little toss play to a guy on the goal line, and it sails about five feet over his head, right? And he clearly has the talent to make those throws. Um I mean, I, I have the talent to make those throws, right? But he he has the talent to make deep bombs consistently, right? He's He did that at Fort Ben Marshall, uh, playing with Devon A-Chain, by the way. Great pair of sprinters back there in the backfield. The problem is he really has an inconsistent base. And so he can't consistently develop the same amount of drive and power on his throws because his back leg consistently flares up and flares out. And so if you can, can work with him on his mechanics, he can get better. This isn't a guy who just doesn't have the arm strength to cut it. He's made those deep passes in the past. But if you're building an offense around Malik Hornsby, this is a, you know, Baltimore Ravens type offense, right? You're not you're not going to be throwing the ball deep consistently. This is I'm going to run spread option over and over again, maybe some triple option and not a whole lot else. This be a tight end centric offense. Makes me feel like if Malik Hornsby is your guy, there have to be packages for both of these players because they are so different. And Arkansas tried to do a little bit of that with Hornsby, but in the games that he had to have significant playing time, LSU being a great example where KJ Jefferson was hurt, their typical starter, he was so bad that he was benched because his arm is not up to par. I think you make a great point there too. It's not like this kid's just unflippable. There's no way to make his arm talent good, but there are some glaring issues with him being a starting quarterback at Baylor, as there are with Blake Shapin, in my opinion. So you're going to have to use both of these guys in, in different ways and in separate packages, which Look, you saw it for an example that probably resonates with no one out there. China Spring High School football. They had one oh, great, yeah. great pocket passer, and their backup quarterback never threw the ball. They would sub him in, and the defense knew this guy's going to run the ball. That would likely be the MO with Malik Hornsby. Not a problem, but something to be aware of as a Baylor fan. You're not getting this all-star game changer that can two-minute drill again, throw the football down the field and win you a game. But you mentioned another guy, ULM, who I'm sure a lot of people haven't heard of. Expose us to your second favorite target out of the portal. Yeah, so I think Chandler Rogers right now would be my number one target. Um, he's coming out of Mansfield Lake Ridge, where uh, his junior season, he split snaps with current Kansas quarterback Jason Bean. So really interesting backstory for him. He only gets one group of five offer coming out of Mansfield Lake Ridge, goes there to Southern Miss after a year transfers to Blinn, uh, where he plays four games, throws for 750 yards. Then he transfers to uh, Louisiana Monroe, um, you know, gets a lot of playing time as a backup his first year. And then this past season um, was able to take that starting job and really ran with it. Uh, he completed 67.5% of his passes, over 2,400 yards, 15 touchdowns, seven interceptions. And he didn't have a lot of help. This is a guy who uh, lost, I believe it was the seventh most yards to drops in all of the FBS. Uh, and if you take out his drops, his completion percentage jumps up to 79.5%. This is a guy who is deadly accurate. He can throw from the pocket, on the move, 
and he's confident even, I mean, he played Texas and Alabama and Liberty this year, which, I mean, Liberty fell off at the end of the year when Louisiana Monroe was playing them, right? But throughout the season, he played tough opponents, and even without a lot of help on the offensive side of the ball, he was able to make things happen. Um, and he isn't just a passer. He also has that rushing attack with him as well. And so when you have that dual threat capability, that fits really well into a Jeff Grimes offense that wants to get guys out into space, wants to hit those crossers across the field, particularly from the tight end position. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, I think he's just maybe the best player out of all of these quarterbacks that are available in the portal, maybe better than Spencer Sanders. Wow. I forget about Spencer Sanders. That guy exists. I really do. And it's still in the transfer portal looking great at throwing to Baylor players though. Really good. He's probably got like nine completions to Baylor players over the course of his time in college. Um, Jackson, those two guys on your short list, both of them bring, it feels like a little bit different taste, especially because Malik Hornsby is such a specific taste to an offense. But there are a couple that I have circled, Brennan Armstrong being one that we'll get into as well here. But first, I got to tell everybody at home about one of my favorites, betonline.net. Betonline.net's where you go. It's where the game starts. I, yesterday, Mississippi State football, I thought, all right, Mike Leach has passed away. Mississippi State's going to be really good at football. They're going to score a lot of points because what did Mike Leach do? He scored a lot of points. One of my keys to the game for Mississippi State was to score a lot of points. It's a great way to win ball games. Uh, they didn't really do that as, as well as I thought they would. I had them team over 10 points in the first half. They scored three. You would think it's a lock for Mississippi State in a Mike Leach offense. Uh, it was not. But I did all that at betonline.net. It was really fun to do. It added a layer to the game that made it really awesome to watch. And I did that again at betonline.net. They've got sports odds. They've got scores. They've got podcasts. If you need it, they've probably got it. If you need a loan, I bet BetOnline would do it. Don't hold me to that, please. All of that right now at BetOnline. It is where the game starts. Betonline.net. Jackson, Brennan Armstrong, go. Uh, Dual threat quarterback. uh, Doesn't come off visually necessarily is the most athletic looking guy, 6'2", 210, uh, really built like a pocket passer. But he sort of has that Andrew Luck type energy where he doesn't run a lot, but when he runs, he gets the first down. Very efficient with his movement. And as Virginia's all-time leading passer, uh, really led that offense to new heights in 2021. Uh, but a lot, you know, he threw for 31 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Great season. But with a lot of coaching turmoil, a lot of offensive linemen leaving, uh, really struggled in 2022 through 12 interceptions, only seven touchdowns. Um, completion percentage fell by more than 10%. Uh, and so if you're betting on Brennan Armstrong, you're betting that he can take you back to those 2021 levels. But he can only do it for one year, right? Only one year left. Yeah. Um, and so, again, as I said earlier, if you're taking a one-year quarterback, you better have a really good plan for a quarterback to take in the 2024 recruiting cycle. And right now I don't necessarily have the confidence in the Baylor recruiting staff to say, Oh yeah, they'll definitely bring in a guy who can start right away. And so if you bring in Brennan Armstrong, you're probably looking at bringing in another guy next season. Well, and I think the biggest part of that was Austin Novosad was going to be that guy. You didn't necessarily have to have an elite 2024 quarterback because your elite guy is in the class of 23. So Novosad leaving not only, it doesn't tank this year's class, but it hurts it a lot. And it puts you in a position where now you're late to the punch for star quarterbacks out of the 24 class, which if you're Alabama or you're Georgia or you're Oregon, you're Colorado, at this point, you can be late to the punch. If you're Baylor, you can't. Like You got to be the first one or two schools to get after these guys 
or you're up the proverbial creek without the proverbial paddle. That's where Baylor's going to be in 24, and I think that's why the portal is so, so key. And, and it sounds like that's why you're wanting to go after a guy, even though Brennan Armstrong's really good, a different guy who's got more eligibility. Yeah, I mean, I would be looking at a Chandler Rogers who has two years left. Malik Hornsby has two years left. Uh, Hank Bachmeyer from yeah. Boise State would be another one, two years left. He transferred uh, after Boise State fired their offensive coordinator early this year, so um, got to use up his redshirt this season. But really, I, I agree with you. You've got to add more consistency to that room. And Brennan Armstrong, as good as he is, I think he's going to wind up at a place like maybe an Oklahoma State where, okay, you're the guy – lead them back into where they are supposed to be, but they also have guys coming up through the program. Baylor just doesn't have that right now. Yeah. Jackson, you've given me three good quarterbacks. Is there a fourth or a fifth that you circled or are you narrowing it down to three at this point? Um, I think those really are the three main ones. There are a couple others that Baylor could target, but not really that I, Here's the problem, right, is Blake Shapin played really well in the first half of the season and then yeah. coming off the injury against West Virginia really struggled. And so if you're thinking that he's getting back into his early season form, the only one of those guys who I think is just straight up better than him is Chandler Rogers, right? Otherwise, I think he's probably better than Malik Hornsby. Um, he's at least as good as Hank Bachmeyer, right? And so if you're taking a quarterback other than those guys, you're taking someone who I think is – maybe competing for the starting job, maybe just adding depth for later. Um, a couple of those guys that I would look at are uh, Brady Allen from Purdue, four-star quarterback. He was Mr. Indiana, Texas, not Andy, Andy. Indiana, Texas, oh. Indiana, Texas football, big time right there. Uh, but he was Mr. Indiana football back in 2021 um, and was expecting to be the future of the program, top 10 quarterback in the country there. But once Jeff Brom left for Louisville, he entered the portal. They weren't going to play him in the bowl game. And so um, he's moving on six foot six, uh, very talented quarterback. But does he want to wind up in a situation like Baylor where, OK, I don't really know like how well they develop quarterbacks. This is a guy who had NFL aspirations coming out of high school, um, and I would expect him to transfer to probably a more a bigger program sit for a year and then take the reins. Um, Jay Butterfield out of Oregon, similar situation, another six foot six young guy. Um, those two guys have only combined for seven pass attempts in yeah. four seasons of college football, but both blue chip guys, both really athletic. Um, but at the same time, you know, three seasons as a starter at Oregon, not really any Texas ties. I, I would not really anticipate him considering Baylor all that much. Uh, you can go after some more experience. I've been looking at uh, Connor Bazelak, former Missouri and Indiana quarterback. Um, Zach Calzada from Auburn. He started for a season at AM. But the really, you're kind of scraping the bottle, bottom of the barrel once you get past those top three or four targets. And so I think, I mean, Baylor really needs to move quickly. Dave Aranda said in that press conference, oh, yeah, like once it gets to January, like that'll be our main focus. You, you can't wait till January. Like these guys are selling like hotcakes. And they're all going to be gone if you can't strike now. There's a name, Jackson. I've seen him play with my own two eyes. Mm. He does not have a picture in his recruiting profile on 24-7 because he is so unheard of in college is football. Is he potentially I, committed to Louisiana Tech? Oh, possibly. I don't think so. Maybe. <laughs> I don't think so. 
His name, he's he's a military man, is Hazik Daniels. If he's committed to Louisiana Tech, I'll be very upset because none of the things that I've seen say that, unless you have some insider baseball. Uh, I was I was thinking more along the lines of Evan Bullock from Anna, who also does not have a profile picture on 24-7. I mean, that kid's in high school, but yes, you could probably go after an Evan Bullock or a China Spring High School's Cash McCollum. I'm talking about Hazik Daniels from Air Force, who... Yes, he may not have a profile picture on 24-7. I will reason with you there. He is zero stars currently. He did torch a Power 5 defense in Baylor and led Air Force to 10 wins, probably wakes up at 5 a.m. and goes to bed at 8 p.m. That's the guy that I want. So my understanding of the Hazik Daniels situation is that the Air Force is allowing him to transfer to go pursue a master's degree somewhere else. Um, And so he has one year of eligibility left. I don't, I don't know what the Air Force rules are in terms of what you can do for a master's degree, right? Maybe you send him down to Truett Seminary and he goes gets a master's of divinity. Probably he can't do that, but who's to say, right? And so, I mean, Baylor has an ROCC on campus. Like, I, I think um, if that's the route you want to go, you can, but you have to fully commit to Jeff Grimes is running triple option. Baylor is becoming Georgia Tech. Like, and, and I don't... I don't know if that's really the direction we want to take this. You know, you can if you want to. Give me Zeke Daniels and Malik Hornsby and just completely transform the off the Jeff Grimes offense. I did see. Look, I don't know if I can say this. I don't know. I don't know if I'm supposed to say this. Walking out of the press conference at the what was it? The Armed Forces Bowl. The who's the sponsor again? The Lockheed Lockheed Martin Martin Armed Forces Bowl. As I'm walking out of the press conference, so is Dave Aranda, and he goes to Zeke Daniels and he gives him a hug and says, "You played a great game." And I thought. What a strong bond these two are already building. Hazik, I'll see you soon. Um, I don't think it's going to happen, Jackson, but I do want to analyze how this quarterback room will look next year with or without a transfer. Talk about Blake Shapin and his possibilities of starting. But first, Built Bar. Uh, you guys have not heard the words built and bar in the same sentence in a while, and I'm glad it's back. You got to try it. We we just got through the holidays. I know your goal is to eat a little healthier, right? Everybody wants to eat a little healthier. I'm going to drop 75 pounds this year. You got to try 75 pounds, and I'm going to do it with Built Bar. It is healthy, like actually healthy and tastes pretty good. Well, what makes it so good? Well, for starters, they are 100% real chocolate, covered in chocolate. They have churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut, almond, That's together, coconut almond, not coconut and almond. Uh, Built does it. I don't know how they do it. 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar at built.com. You can get it at your local Walmart, your local Sam's Club. If you can afford a Sam's Club card, I myself cannot. But if you can, you're a high roller, you can certainly buy a Built Bar. Pick up a box of four, a four box of Built Bar, cookies and cream, double coconut, coconut, puff. If you're close to Sam's Club, 13 bar box. Yeah, it's available right now. Brownie batter, churro. Thank me later. Built bar. Go see them right now at built.com. That's right. Built.com. Built bar. Jackson, uh, Blake Shapin, Dave Aranda, in the last press conference we heard from him, and this is probably the last we'll hear from him for a long time, said that, so we'll be analyzing these quotes forever, said that the offense on a whole was disappointing, that he was disappointed with how Baylor played in the in the Armed Forces Bowl. Shapin being a big part of that. I. I have, I'm starting to gain more confidence in him being the starting quarterback for next year because he is the only quarterback and there aren't spectacular options left in the transfer portal. Do you think Baylor has kind of accepted the fact that Blake Shapin's going to have to be the guy? Yeah, I think once you move past, okay, you get Haynes King going to Georgia Tech, you get uh, Eli Sowers going to New Mexico State, you get Hudson Card going to Purdue, like all of these uh, big name Texas tie guys uh, going out of state. 
I think at a certain point you just have to say, hey, we got to rock with what we have. And that's clearly something they were the staff was fine with doing this season, right? Even as Shapin struggled in the second half of the year, Kyron Jones never gets a start. Um, and so I think it, it's a risky proposition, right? Because at a certain point you're going to wind up on the hot seat if you put all of your chips into this. Well, you wouldn't really put chips in a basket. If you put all your eggs in the one chip bag of Blake Shapin, um, maybe it works out, right? Clearly – he performed well in the Big 12 championship game. He was great the first half of this season. And he has the talent to be an above average to high level Big 12 starting quarterback. I truly do believe that. But based on what we saw in the second half of the season, it's just really hard to make that bet. Like, I, I think you have to bring in someone to compete. Um, but I, I would not be shocked if we go into week one and Blake Shapin is under center yet again for the Baylor Bears. Yeah, I think it's going to be the case at this point. The... The idea for me three weeks ago, which I'm not paid to be a coach. Um, there are, to me as well, certain things that are just kind of football knowledge. For example, Jim Harbaugh's clock management late in the game. I, I firmly believe that you or I, one, could have done a better job than that. He took a really, really big risk that was super unnecessary. And there are things that college football coaches do that uh, – could be better that I think the general casual college football fan would be a little more conservative on. Um, not to so again, not to say that I am this football guru or no more than the coaching staff, but getting behind the punch and saying you want to bring a quarterback in in January just doesn't really doesn't really cut it. Like all of the top 15 best guys in the portal are gone and none of them are at your school and you only have one quarterback. Tell me, someone tell me how that's supposed to be a good thing, how you can spin that remotely positively to be like, oh yeah, yeah, no, no, Baylor's being patient. No, that's not how this works. It's not how the game works. Someone told me recently in the recruiting world, Dave Aranda's got to get the dog. He's got to get the dog, not a, not a cutthroat style of recruiting, but a progressive and offensive style of recruiting that he hasn't adopted yet. And he didn't adopt the transfer portal here. And that's why Blake Shapen will be under center in week one. And it makes me think at this point, whoever they get from the portal, do you think there'll even be a quarterback competition? I, I, I think you, if you don't bring in one of those top guys, right? Like a Rogers, a Hornsby, somebody like that, which Honestly, even Hornsby, I think, would be an open competition in the spring. Um, if you don't bring in a veteran like that, I think you're bringing them in to be a backup, right? And you can let them compete all you want, right? They added competition last spring with uh, Bohannon and Shapin, and Drones wasn't even really a part of it. Right. But, yeah, I, I'm I'm getting more and more concerned as we move throughout this offseason that the coaching staff has just decided to sit back, right? Chandler Rogers. Not everybody is tweeting out their offers. Chandler Rogers is tweeting out offers. He's got Cal. He's got Indiana. He's got a couple others, but Baylor hasn't popped up on that list yet, right? And so uh, if you're not looking at the guys with Texas ties who have shown what they can do against schools like UT, um, I'd just be a little concerned that, okay, maybe we really are going into this offseason. We're going to get another walk-on grad transfer in his seventh year and just keep it moving. Mm, Luke Anthony. That's what I mean. He was no never shade of play. Luke Anthony. I love Luke right. Anthony. He was never going to play, and I think yeah. he was a great. He could be a great, um, wise sage in the locker room for all the Baylor. Got but, a long, mysterious beard. Right, just had that like Grandpa Luke thing going on, and 
while I like that, he was a great addition to the program last offseason. You can't have that. You can't have that this year. You can't bring, bring in two more Luke Anthony's. It's like, all right, we have Blake Shapen and the two old wise guys back here. You need to have three athletes that you expect to put on the field. So, Jackson, before we before we wrap things up, I told everyone I was going to be positive, and I ended the show by not being positive. Jackson, um, I like to consider myself a realist. What would you grade Baylor's handling of the quarterback situation this offseason so far? I mean, if you go if you go back a little further, because I, I really do think it extends beyond just this offseason. It's really the whole last year. Yeah. You lose Jacob Zeno, you lose CJ Rogers, you lose Kyron Drones, you lose Gary Bohannon, you lose Austin Novosad, you lose Luke Anthony. And nobody else is really coming in to replace them. And so, um, I mean, if it if it's not an F, it's it's pretty close to an F. And uh, if we want to spin it in a positive way, um, Baylor is still undefeated in 2023. So we still we're we're tied with Alabama at the top of the rankings for next season. So True. as far as I know, Baylor could be favored. You you'd have to ask Bet Online, but. Yeah, it's not good. I think F is F is probably a good place. To, I was thinking to myself, I was like, oh yeah, no, like C plus. And then I remembered, what what would bring it up from a zero? Like, where do you like? Oh, here's a point. Oh, I'll give you a point for this. Oh, you know what? That was pretty good. Everything is bad when it comes to how the quarterback position has shook out over the course of the last 12 months. I mean, you're looking at guys, that's the one position that's consistently transferred out, which is not to blame Baylor. It's happening everywhere, but you've lost some really good quarterbacks to the point where you sold out for one guy. And now you only have that one guy and you've had a month, a month now to go get somebody else. And you haven't done it. If you're waiting on the right one, I'm sorry, but the right ones aren't, might not be left like that. The, the biggest and best talent in the portal, the guys that could change a program, are pretty much gone. That's not great. Jackson, for those that, uh, by the way, your this is your, your debut on Locked On Baylor. After the fifth one, you get a green jacket. You just have to buy it for yourself. If people like the content you brought to the show today, where can they find you? Yeah, I'm on uh, Inside no, the Bears. I meant physically. Illustrated. Physically, Along- where, can they, where can they find you physically? Oh, physically. Uh, right now, I am uh, at a friend's house hiding. Uh, so is that, that a fan to your right? That, a fan? that is a fan. <laughs> this it's meant to represent you with Baylor basketball, but mm. I guess not so much at the moment. But yeah, if you want to physically find me, uh, I'm on Life 360. If you want to find me on the internet, uh, I am on Twitter at by Jackson Posey. Uh, I'm on Sports Illustrated inside the Bears. Um, and you said like a question. Are you sure you're with Inside the Bears? Uh, for for a little while it was a question, but you know we're here now. We figured it out. Uh, life is good. Jackson, thanks for coming on the show today. Uh, for everybody else out there, come back tomorrow. We'll break down the Baylor and TCU basketball game set in Waco tomorrow night. It's gonna be a fun one. I uh, hope it's a fun one at least. If Baylor loses, that's it. I I keep saying that's it. I'm done. But this one might be the one where I just I'm gonna shut down. I'm gonna go into hibernation for a little bit. This has been always will be. Thanks for making it your first listen every single day. Locked on Baylor.